Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Alternative London podcast with me, Gary Means. When it comes to the street art scene in London, they don't come much more legendary than this. Ronzo's pieces have become iconic and his sculptures, paste-ups, walls and shutters have been an ever-present fixture pretty much since the start. We talk about those early days, his street work, and also his successful move into creating computer games, as well as giving me the lowdown on his recent NFTs. When I turned up at his studio, he was all set up to prepare a special something as we recorded this chat. Um, It was a real highlight of this podcast so far for me. So, here it is. Episode 13, with the one and only Ronzo. Oh, that's real. I'm here with Ronzo, and um, he's making a plaster cast as we speak. So at the end of this conversation, we're going to have a little Ronzo treat to, to take away with us. What an absolutely um, amazing little bonus. Didn't expect that. Thank you, mate. Yeah, no worries, man. That's a little surprise that people come visit. Everybody gets like a little gift. Oh, I thought Especially I was special. For you. Hopefully it's not. No, um, <laughs> only for you, sorry. Nobody has ever got it. And um, yeah, and I thought it would be a fun thing to do unless it just messes up yeah. our recordings and stuff. But hopefully it won't be so loud. No, I think the sculpture is more important than the recording today. So how are we making this? What are we doing? A, a City of Ronzo plaque, yeah? Yeah, or like a, um, like a Skatosaurus or like some 3D text. I just make a mix. Yeah, okay. And then to see how much we got left or we can make like a... Um, and like a larger mix. Mm-hmm. I just it always depends on the cups. I feel I haven't got the, the, the most huge like of jugs, so otherwise you could just make like obviously endless things of this. But we just have to see a little bit how much how much I'm able to mix mix in here. And that noise is the is the mixing. This is uh, this is live Ronzo Bake Off. <laughs> it is man. Yeah, it's, um, it's good fun. It's just like lots of different um, like ways of like doing it. In the moment, I'm doing like a jasmineite um, mm-hmm. cast for you. So uh, basically, the original model is um, made in either Sculpey or like a modeling clay. Mm-hmm. And then from then, we take like a negative, we make like the silicon mold around it. And then if we peel the original out, then you have the negative shape left. That's like the, the pink rubbery one. Yep. So it's like a, like a pink silicon or it's like a normal color silicon. But when you put the silicon, it's like a hardener in the silicon, which makes it go pink. I don't know why, but it's like they all look like this. And um, so then you have that and then that will just wobble away because um, obviously silicon is just like a rubber thing. So then you have that, like a shell around it to hold it in place. That's like the green stuff. There's like a fiberglass, so you turn after this, you turn the silicon around and then you fiberglass it from the back. So then you have like some sort of like um, tray or some type of uh, something that holds the, the, the silicon mold in the shape it meant to be. And now you can just pour anything you want in it. You can pour in like some sort of like um, plasticky, like resin stuff. Um, I prefer uh, personally always like um, fiberglass concrete. That's sort of my favorite. It's a bit heavier and takes longer to dry, but looks super nice and concretey afterwards. But um, for time reasons, and also what I've got here available is like jasmineite. It's more of a set builder type material when they make like Spider-Man, whatever, like Doctor Who, or was the other guy, like um, Doctor Strange. There was like a big sculpture in the film and like uh, my neighbor is like works on the sets. He made like the sculpture um, on that Marvel film and looks like bronze, like aged bronze, but they make it all in jasmineite. And then a painter comes and paints that bronze effect only you can paint it in gold or make a stone effect or whatever it is. And it's white, so that's why I got like a special pigment in there to make it more like of a gray, but because I put so much pigment in it, it would be quite like, I I thought it'd be like a stone gray, but yours is gonna be probably a little bit more of a darker sort of looking gray. But let's see how how it turns out. Maybe when it dries, it gets a bit lighter as well. Like hopefully, the main thing is that once it's cured, and we flip it or t- take it out of the rubber, that it doesn't like um, fall into whatever, like a thousand pieces, and then yeah, we have to yeah. start again. But yeah. then, I don't know, then we just keep going until we got the, the mix right and the um, and until it's ha- like hard enough. And now in the heat as well, it's like super warm. 
crazy weather in London, isn't it? Crazy heat wave. Mm -hmm. But that's really good for the. Um, I mean, it's also good if there's like a bit of a wind. But normally, if it's like winter and it's like raining and like a bit moist in the air, it's like takes longer to dry. So now, even if we have all the balcony here, if we stick this out in the sun, hopefully it would be just like boom, you know, like dry in, in no time. So wicked, ready for you to take away after our little session. Yeah, so are these the original casts that you've made? Because they're like, you can use them forever, can't you? But are these like the originals? Yeah, I mean, there's like few, like there isn't really like original, original cast. The original is literally like the original art piece. Mm -hmm. There's like a one-off. Yeah. So either once you sell this or you don't do anything with it, obviously then that's gone. Yeah. And then, um, but I always keep the originals and then I make like the, uh, the molds. And then you can also, if this mold wears out, you just make like a new mold if you wanted to. But also ideally you don't want to um, always keep making the same thing. So ideally after whatever, like uh, the, let's say like the mold gets like worn out and then you've done like your couple of whatever, like, 50 or like a hundred or sometimes people just do like thousands uh, cast and maybe you want to park it or destroy the mold and then that's like game over and then you, ma you make like a new original and, st and start all over again so but in theory you could just do the same thing forever if you wouldn't get bored of it you know mm. i mean i guess like um you haven't got bored of it yet from these ones I, I haven't but i have like new ones as well i want to make and cool. then and these ones they just like one piece mold so that's like open ones are super easy but as long as, as soon as you have like because i like the 3d like sculpture the characters but then you have like fingers hands depending on how the arm position is then sometimes you have like four piece mold six piece mold mm -hmm. and um i said it's not getting like impossible but then for example just to take the mold apart and put it back in I don't know if I have one here now, <coughs> but um, so it just needs like different uh, like parts, uh, uh, the, the way it, it, it comes apart and then you need to screw it together and unscrew it. And then if you get the mix wrong, then it's like dripping somewhere, but you can't see from where. So they have to unscrew everything super quick to find yeah, yeah. Where, where the leak was and, and so on and so forth. So that, those are a little bit uh, more complicated and because also then they have only like little air hole to dry. I don't know if you've seen it, but it looks like some weird alien cocoon from the outside, and inside then is the is the silicon mold with the um, where you put the cast in, and um, yeah, and then you just it's like a waiting game. Maybe after a day or two, you open it, and then it's like because the the bird thing is I did for example every one yes. I casted it, the beak always got stuck in the inside the inside the mold when I open it, and then I was just like for well, every bird maybe I was happy with. 10 I had to chuck away because they came out without the beak or the the, the bit of the cap is like stuck. You have to, this is like, um, like, I don't know, you just got to be a little bit um, know more, I guess, than I do of like where you put like thicker parts or how thick the fingers have to be or the laces on a trainer or whatever it is mm. on a sneaker so that it doesn't get broken within the within the thing and, there, and and the other bit is now like loads of stuff is like uh, 3D print mm -hmm. I, I haven't done it but I know from like lots of my sculpture mates where it's all like um, like uh, it gets all like done uh, like digitally I don't know how they do the mold I think the mold they have to still do manually but they actually part by this is all like handmade with the, with the sculpty stuff so uh, which is also super fun yeah man yeah. So probably your most famous piece is Crunchy, isn't it? That guy's been around the... Can you, can, <laughs> did you, when you started that project, did you think that Crunchy, the Credit Crunch Monster, would still be like running at, the, like, still at, at this point? Like, okay, how long ago is that? Like, you probably did the original big one at Village Underground in about 2008, was it? Yeah, and then you shifted it to Truman in 2011. Yeah, I mean, so I guess... So what's that, um, like 13 years? Maybe you don't. You know the dates better than I do. I'm terrible with dates, but it's I like well, um, but it's a little bit of a historic sort of like um, like adventure, and I'm super. Uh, yeah, I'm super stoked that it's still there. To be honest, and yeah. now it's like if it's we still go, in good condition as well. It's really good condition, and also now maybe if there's like another world collapse, economy sort of thing at doorstep, maybe then it's it's sort of almost like um, surviving to like global like economic meltdowns. You know, yeah, like wow. Because that was the whole idea when um, when I was basically my friend was like a um, a super cool what are the guys called like the jewelry maker like not goldsmith but like jewelry artist mm -hmm. and he had like a, his a setup on top of Village Underground in the in the train cars a super nice guy and then um, and then 
and and we had I had the idea to make something big, but there's no space anywhere for a big enough workshop. And there was like some event in Village Underground, and we had like 48 hours or like I don't know what it was, 72 hours where it was like empty in the Village Underground, so it was like super nice. And they said, okay, cool. So go downstairs, make whatever you want. But when this the the client comes or the booking guys or whatever the artists to see the space, I don't know for like a concert or like maybe like an some sort of commercial like event where they rented out, it has to look exactly like how, how we gave it to you. And then we order all the um, the post dye whenever this this uh, jewelry guy is also like a super good sculpture. So we he helped me chiseling and everything, but it was super like tight like against the clock. So oh my god, like two hours. Then I don't know whatever this clients guys I can't want this space and then we hoovered everything up and whatever it, it was mental but we got it done and yeah. Um, yeah and then it went on the on um, on village underground looked like super cool I love the spot but they needed to do something else with it and then um, and then I found the spot on the um, is it Grey Eagle or yeah, Grey yeah. Eagle Road or Street or something yeah yeah and that was also super cool like to to put it up there now because nobody touches it or anything yeah. like nobody can get to yeah I guess hopefully until the building goes maybe then um, it can it can stay up there you know yeah as long as possible right? that would be that would be super dope you know yeah man yeah you've been around this kind of well, you're in the Truman Brewery as well. That's where we are right now in your studio. Mm. And um, you've been around this area for quite a long time now, haven't you? Yeah, I'm super stuck in the um, East London for, I don't know, maybe like two decades or something. Not yeah. really stuck as in like, it's always moving and something involving. It's like, I don't feel like static, but like physically. So I live South London now since um, maybe like eight years. But before I was just like eight years, I um, lived in Dalston. Or like when I came to London, maybe like 2000, uh, I didn't knew anyone and didn't knew anywhere to go, so I went to somebody had like a, a somewhere I can stay on the couch in like somewhere west, like Kilburn or like Queens Park, and um, and but I never wanted to try to get out there as, as soon as possible and come to Dalston. I was just like, oh, I don't want to be in Shoreditch, I want to be in Dalston, and then I was just like there for like like a decade, like crazy and um, crazy times, you know. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty much. I never really ventured out too much. I tried to travel like a little bit and see other things, but in my mind was always like, yeah, cool. I'd be like a year in London, a year in Tokyo, a year in New York, whatever. Like this global, like um, what they call it, like some nomad, you know, just like you know. Um, but as it as it, as it turns out, then I just like like still here, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not the first person on the podcast that said that actually that like you just came to East London, it just like sucks you in and you just kind of end up end up staying here. Yeah, it's, it's not the worst place, you know, to no, right. um, to spend your time in. So I, I don't like it's no regrets. It's just only for some reason I, I just thought it's just like yeah. I'm like this uh, global citizen, like hopping around and like I managed once to go for like a year to Japan. That was quite cool. Wicked. But um, but that was about it. Like were, because I think it's like at least I'm I'm so busy here and like always try to even to get like a holiday booked or whatever. It's like a mission, especially now with like with the family yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So never mind like living three months in Bali and then living three months in Singapore or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, it's cool if people get it done. So like sometimes I meet like some hardcore artists where they're just like on the road since like a year nonstop. But um, I don't know, for some reason, I just like, I could never get it organized. Yeah. Mm. But you do, your work, you do a lot of digital work now, don't you? You really straddle between like the kind of the physical three-dimensional and the online, yeah, online three-dimensional yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just like, for me, um, I was always said like, whatever um, I like enjoying doing or um, or gives me some sort of like joy, like fun, huh? something to, to work with. And um, no matter so much as material, if it's like a painting or if it's like an... Uh, like yeah, like a sculpture project or maybe it's like a digital illustration I always feel like a little bit I do do what you what you enjoy most and don't get so too caught up just in constantly like repeating sort of like something you've done like 10 years ago or whatever that that was a little bit like my motto but everything I do I feel like a little bit after a little while uh, I want to go back to something so now I really like doing this casting thing with you and so afterwards, I do like some drawings, like some character designs for like a video game that's coming up. And um, but once I've done that, then I'm surely I'm I'm interested in do like a physical painting as well. So it's like a little bit. Um, it's just like a little bit of a mix to to mix it up. And because um, sometimes when you do this, then you feel like oh, it would be quite nice to not get your hands so dirty and 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 everything, and to sit on a computer a little bit. 
And then once you've done like a few days on a computer, you think, oh, this gets a bit boring now. Let's, mm. let's get dirty again. So it's like, it just, um, yeah, I guess it's like a little cycle of like keeping yourself occupied and um, not getting bored. Yeah, it sounds like a really good balance. It sounds like a really good way that you can like, and and um, yeah, you're kind of in a in a good position where you've got the where you've got the skills and the and the talents to do all of those things and and do them pretty well as well. Like in every kind oh, of you. realm that you do, like you're kind of. Um, oh, thank you, man. Thank you. You're like when you first came to London. Actually, I suppose you you were there. At the start of the street art movement, really, weren't you? God, sounds so old, isn't it? Like, no. I mean, you're fucking ancient, <laughs> but like... <laughs> I mean, hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that hasn't yeah, seen Ronzo is really old, but... Yeah, yeah, no, but you were there kind of like... Um, so were you writing graffiti in, in Germany? Um, yeah, so I'm originally like um, in, in, based in Munich, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been in Munich, but it's like super... They sort of like... Um, not the logo of the city, but the motto of the city is like kind of they pride themselves of like being like the the one million villages or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. it's meant to be like some super small town like vibes, like suburby. I mean, I don't know why it's like a million and a half in is sort of like um, inhabitants, and it's like super beautiful and like the summer and if you like hiking and like mountains, like skiing, everything. That it is all at your doorsteps, like super cool. But for some reason, it, it it doesn't has that underbelly, or like it was always like super tricky when graffiti um, came there, and it was like um, like the coolest thing to do just to find any sort of like warehousey thing where you can paint and stuff because everything is so prestigious and like kind of super neat, you know. And sometimes you did like a tag in the evening, and you came back the next day maybe to take a picture, and then the landlord already painted it over and you're just like, how quick are these guys cleaning the, the city up? It's, it's too clean, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's lovely and everything, but it's just like... Um, no edge. It's like a little bit... I won't really, obviously, shit on it like too much because it's where I'm from, but it, but it hasn't got that underground-y sort of like maybe Berlin sort of or East London vibes. Like uh, maybe um, now I haven't been there for so long, but at the time it was just like too sort of like... Uh, just too clean cut and um, conservative and everything. So um, then, I, then I moved to like Hamburg and they have like a little, like a mini Amsterdam type of red, red light district. Mm-hmm. It's a bit more seedy yeah. and like lots of tags everywhere on the trains. Mm-hmm. And it was like hooked up with like a, that was like went to art school there and um, met like a few cool like uh, graffiti writers in Hamburg. But it's the same, it's also a million and a half city. It's a little bit more, has this little scruffy parts a bit more like run down in Munich but still after like a couple of years you just feel like oh shit I just know everybody here I gotta go somewhere else and then my flatmate um, um, uh, uh, took off to see his girlfriend for good in London and he had like the lease so he cancelled like the lease and then I was like a little bit homeless and didn't um, manage to find like a new like um, a, like flat chair like a room and it didn't organise something super uh, disorganised in art school and stuff because so I was like Stoned and just like um, you know, like drifting around and 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 never really like um, get myself organized. And then he was just like, okay, cool. So everything is packed. I'm leaving. What you want to do? You can't be homeless, whatever. But the lease is gone. You can't get the lease because the landlord giving it somebody else because he didn't reply to his emails or whatever it was. And then I was just like, oh, can I just come with you and then also sleep on your girlfriend's like couch in London? <laughs> and then he was like a bit. Mm, I don't know. It's like a good idea. Like did it did. But then maybe he felt a bit sorry for me that I didn't have anywhere to go. So I just then just booked the flight and just came with, with him with the little, um, you know, this like, uh, it was quite funny actually with this, um, the, what do they call it? It's like um, maybe like a, like a pound bag. It's like this weird, you can get them in the pound shops and stuff. You know, right. they, they look like little like valves and this plasticky things and they get yeah, like yeah. really square. I don't yeah. know what they call it. Here, like, <laughs> And then I bought like um, literally like five of those and put everything I had in there. Wicked. And the flute just stands you know. And then I also remember when I came there because the, the bags are so rubbish, mm-hmm. then everything was like broken and I was saw my toothbrush coming out <laughs> and like kind of like the you know, like toothpaste, like whatever, like uh, my, my boxer shorts and it's like oh, <laughs> to tape everything together and um, and go on some easy bus or whatever to um, to go to Kilburn. That, mm-hmm. That's where uh, that's where Maid lives. And he Got was it. like super into it over there. And his girlfriend lived there. And it was like a bit like oh West London. You can go to Portobello Market. It was like super nice. But I was just a little bit. Ugh. This is just like Munich uh, all over again. Like super nice houses and everything is a little bit no graffiti here, no street. I was like, and then was so happy when I um, when I got like a little 
design gig, like a job working in, a, um, in, in some digital, they made like little video games so for like the internet in, um, what's it called, Hoxton Square. Mm-hmm. And then I was like super like, I was so happy that I found it and then I found like some like nice guys we, where we um, got like a, uh, like a little flat together and um, yeah, and from then it's just like, keeps on going, you know, the, yeah, the saga yeah. continues. Yeah, I just yeah. gotta quickly wash my hands because uh-huh. otherwise this dries into my, then I can never take it off again. I'm gonna have my concrete fingers. You have a concrete sculpture. There's always like the fear, isn't it? That you just like mix something and then you get your hands stuck in it or whatever and then you can never get off. That's the downside, isn't it? But I think it's already, because I can feel it already in my hands. Getting, um, and they're already sticking. Getting sticky, yeah. So this is this is this one. There's another um, thing to it as well. Like normally, if they for sale, they have like little hooks in the back. Ah, oh, cool. And then you can yeah. hang them. Yeah. But now I didn't stick the hook in. So this one you can literally only glue to the wall now. I'm gonna or, have to glue yeah. it to the wall in the studio then. Yeah, yeah. Permanent. Or, or in the house or whatever. It's, yeah. but it's, like, it's more like an, like an outdoor edition basically. It's okay. Not, it's not really like an. Because I haven't got the I haven't got the hook for you. I'm so but sorry. that's good. No, we can um, we can definitely glue that up into the studio. Sick. Cool. Um, so how, yeah, how how quick you make a little concrete more while you while you checking shit? Isn't it? Unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. That's how quick it is. Yeah, man. That's why you're so prolific. There's still. Do you know what? A lot of these that you've done, I was still I was here, coming man. down to find you earlier, sick, and man. so much of your work is still around here. Like there's loads of little city of Ronzos. So really good, isn't it? Because it blends in, and I think the guys, even when sometimes they're graffiti cleaners, just clean the graffiti off the mm-hmm. thing, but leave the thing on. The only one I just saw is on the corner from, there's a commercial street and Hungary. Mm-hmm. There was one of the first ones, and that was literally there like for decades, and mm-hmm. there was lots of blog posts, and this and they, um, which one is the other guy who makes the... Um, the crazy alien sort of like wormy things. Um, Citizen Kane. Exactly. So yeah. he was there as well. That's right. And then there was one guy, um, he had like an ear or something like this. And that oh, was yeah. like our little one. And it was there forever. Like it was yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And, now, and, and now like yesterday or last week or whatever, I didn't see it, but they just cleaned it. And now right. it's like super clean. It's gone, now, is it? Yeah. And now wow. I feel like, what? It's been there for 20 years. What's going on? Yeah. So now I feel I got to make a new one now and um, and put it up like maybe tonight or, or, yeah, or whenever, you know? Yeah, for sure. Let's bring it back, you know? Yeah, yeah, defo. Yeah, it's good. But you haven't done, done much painting um, in the last few years either. Yeah, it's like, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I get like sidetracked and then I started like a little animation studio with a friend together mm-hmm. and that's like consuming like a lot. It's super fun as well, but it's just like um, time is like a, a massive like... I was thinking like, okay, cool. I do this a couple of days a week and then I do paintings. But in the end of the day, like I'm just like super, was f- super focused on this during mm-hmm. pandemic as well. So only homeschooling and, um, and this animation stuff. And that's all digitally. So I, I feel like I neglected or maybe didn't like um, dedicate it enough time as I should, you know? Yeah, but hopefully, sure. I don't know, maybe with the summer it's been like super nice. And if I ever get like less busy, I can... <laughs> you know started a comeback like who knows you know that would be nice that would be nice nice, wouldn't it I mean like you say there's so much work still out there that there's not much of a need like some guys are going out there painting like literally all the time just to like keep their spots but like your stuff's still there man so yeah that's another thing as well like uh, uh, earlier or like kind of when we painted like even like little bits then it was at least you had it like and it was there but now I feel like unless you have like a wall like super high up or you get like a like a like a lift like a chair lift because mm-hmm. there's always some tourists coming to paint like oh, I'm in London I paint like a wall and even like sometimes I painted and then uh, like uh, some guys helped me like in Colombia and then they came over and then I was just like oh we need walls and it's like oh shit I just painted this yesterday but like are you paint you know and then they think it's be there but like obviously then tomorrow some guy comes from Italy or yeah, like yeah, exactly. and then it's just gone isn't it so that's the thing with painting it's nice but it's literally here it's more like you take one picture and then it's and then it's just like they gone isn't it so yeah yeah and like yeah. we were saying before you were kind of like when you first came here so you came over to East and then you you were one of like the first stolen space artists with D-Face and, that, and those guys yeah there was um 
what what was there that was like before stolen space was um like another one in um Edgeware Roadish area. I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever went to it called like um, Outside Institute. No. So that was like the first sort of like um, I guess little bit street art business uh, was uh, with Deface set up with his wife at the time with Eve and um, and there was like him there. Mysterious Air was in there. Um, I couldn't uh, a, a, like afford the studio space. There was like half gallery and half like studio spaces. But I, like and I mean, he was like renting or everybody together was renting the place. But I was just like, I was so broke, I can't do it. Um, sadly, because it looked like super fun. But Mysterious Air did it, and Deface did it, and then I don't know who else was there. And basically, and that was already like super cool but I met like everybody sort of like um else from like street art thing from the galleries well he had like an he had like um a group show there with like um with uh with Banksy was exhibiting next to to my shit and and Connor Harrington was there Dave the Chimp was there like everybody was there basically mm -hmm. um uh, Will Barris and um Mr. Jago and like all the all sort of like the London like dudes that was really cool, but it was also like a little bit too posh and um, and nobody could find it. Also, it's some sort of weird industrial like backyard or whatever it is. And then that moved then to also brewery, and that became like the um, Stolen Space Gallery. They changed yeah. names, and then everybody had the studio there. Like and it was like six out of like. Um, Connor Harrington was there. I was there. Uh, Chloe Early was there. Obviously, Deface was there. Word to Mother was there, and I think like a few other ones. Mm -hmm. And um, and that was wicked because the, on the bottom was the gallery, and then on top was like the artist spaces, and that that was literally like the the dream sort of like setup. Yeah, I had like an exhibition there once, and then their paint everything was still drying because there was like, oh, Ronzo, where's your stuff? Like, uh, we, you said you give it us two weeks ago, did it? Like, I was like super unreliable, and then literally I just brought it downstairs in the gallery and hung it while I was drying. But you think like now, <laughs> if you want to ship stuff or whatever, you have to be yeah, yeah. done so much earlier yeah, yeah. to and, and so much better organized. But that was the days where it's just a little bit like, okay, cool, so. It's like uh, whatever, like Thursday night and uh, Friday is the opening. Like, like, oh, let's just make some quick canvases or whatever, like or cast or whatever. So yeah, it yeah. was, it was so fun, man. It was good, and the and the people was like super friendly and it was like proper like community vibes and mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's um, like uh, happy memories, you know, from from that part. Yeah, man. Like in and in history, so it was good, man. It's good. Yeah, amazing mm. to be like a part of that, isn't it? And then like, um, how do you feel like the scene has kind of evolved since then? Because it's taken on a, a life of its own in a way that um, I don't think many people would have really foresaw it becoming Yeah, there, I mean, there's loads of stuff you just don't really... Um, so, I mean, street art tours, who, who would have thought, you know, there's people, know. anybody wants to see that or... Yeah, um, yeah when I first started yeah. doing it, I was like, oh, I'll take a little punt on it. I'll do it like a couple of nights a week after work. And we had like two people show up for like three months and I was like this is fucking shit like mm. and then Time Out wrote about it and then like this is great and then it like all of a sudden it makes sense thing, doesn't it, I mean, it, it does, like, yeah it's just like it's but, like um, why go into a museum or maybe buy like a ticket or whatever when you can just like the city is your museum but it's the same yeah. thing people but I didn't they, think it would get to what it is today for yeah, sure yeah but, but now like, when you see it it makes sense somebody sees like true, okay yeah. so are people maybe before they went to like Jack the Ripper tour mm. or they go to like whatever mm -hmm. like uh, some artist tour of in like um, whatever that, uh, that, that artist uh, went to one of those like ages ago that's uh, Montmartre sort of like art area in Paris mm -hmm. and then you see like some old school like Picasso style like studios and yeah. this and stuff and sort of that was like a little bit oh yeah that's normal to do let's go but if you just like street art tours like oh what's this why people want it and then it turns out it's just like the same it's just like some once that tourist attraction but it's like beautiful to obviously look at and not everybody has time or uh, um, yeah. uh, uh, to do all the research themselves and find out what it is and then you just go along and um, I always send everybody who comes to London I always send like my parents and like my uncles I was like oh just go street art tour oh, and they all um, everybody seems to be like super impressed by it you know what I mean so it's like yeah, um, yeah. I guess it's like a good good, good thing and um, what else is changed it's, like, good, it's a good and bad thing I think I think it's like anything there's a double-edged sword to it I yeah think. but why you yeah. know it's just like why not um, get the people a little bit into the um, 
you know, into the and into the vibes, or mm. um, yeah, because sure. and also like the um, not only in London, isn't it? like I went chat to this guy who was like super nice guy in um, in Bogota, and he was just telling mm. us the only way he, as an artist he can make a living. There's not really like commissions. There's not like super. Um, like mega uh, like collectors maybe like in a street art thing and then he just shows some tourists around there's also like one area where everybody paints in bogota looks like super nice like some weird old town thing i think is on mm. some i don't know if you ever been there's like lots yeah. of little houses and like some whatever colonial little like buildings or whatever it looks yeah. wicked and yeah, it's like yeah. full-on like painted and then he goes with the tourists through there and um and then at least like he can bank bank uh, uh, roll his own little like project. Well, why not? You know, That's like, it, enough, yeah. it? the NFT stuff that you're doing now. Um, I don't really know anything about like the kind of digital online world. Mm. Like as well, like like you've but you've always been like kind of immersed in digital stuff haven't you like you do animation you've made video games like yeah absolutely i love I, I just love anything designing and i just want to learn and explore like new yeah. shit so um so that's why um the digital stuff sometimes i'm not like some super nerd like i'm i'm not like the best you know like the 3d applications and mm -hmm. because also like then again also i get like bored when I'm going too deep, I have to l watch like too many tutorials how to get like one thing moving. But mm -hmm. the, the, whatever is like a little bit maybe top levelish, what I can master and um, sort of what my, my my brain space allows me how to um, sort of get uh, uh, my head around. I, I, I love doing and um, and hence why obviously the same learning about sculptures, learning about painting, why not learning about animation or like digital design. So it's like it's super easy. And I said, if you haven't got like the space, you haven't got a big studio, you can't get so much dirty and stuff, then just um, do stuff in a computer. It's not quite as cool maybe, but it's still like fun to do and it's still like a creative and you can express yourself, I guess. That's how I got into the, the video game stuff. I thought also maybe take a little bit break from like or try to be like a commercial artist and sell painting through like a gallery is also like a little bit long sometimes and then um and then maybe like another revenue stream on hey cool if you make like a game if the game sells like a million copies you get like a million pounds in a bank account like straight away no question asked mm -hmm. we still got to pay tax but um not that it ever happened to me <laughs> i mean not that tax Yet. bit yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so, Still waiting, but um, but why not spread yourself out a little bit? Yeah, not just sure. like be reliable on that one gallerist guy who then maybe withheld the payment or like kind of this like oh you you need this slot in the year to have your show to be able to sustain yourself and then there's like oh sorry like uh, Shepherd Ferry is coming now we moved the dates around the slots not there anyone's just like oh what's going on like uh, they have to find like a new venue or like and and also like I find a whole. Like maybe not anymore, I don't know, but when I was involved, the whole like like the art, like sales or gallery like vibe in the scene was quite like a bit like arrogant, a bit arsy. I, I found a bit in the beginning it was like super friendly and like everybody was like um collaborative and I say like a bit more um like helpful community spirit. And that's why I really liked in uh, from street art because before when I was in art school, I hated all the fine art shit and all like the professors who also like it's like a professor in some German like um, art academy or university, but he also has like his gallery, and then the students we, we went to his gallery, or he or we met his other gallery mates, and always tried to hey, why don't we can we show here or can we do stuff? And they were all so super. Like I don't know if it's just the Germans or in general the scene, but I was just like I hated it. I was like, even like oh, I can't even bother talking to you. And then it was like the like almost like a new way of like how oh, cool street art is new. It's a bit like. It comes with like some sort of like graffiti heritage, but it hasn't got that super aggro like um, it, it's a sort of vibe to it. It's also like a little bit harder from the graffiti guys, I think, if they just want to do like letters and like super like let's say like traditional old school graffiti is like less marketing or, or maybe not as many people want this on the wall, but maybe like a stencil of like a rat or like a stencil of like a Japanese looking girl or whatever, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is like graffiti-ish, like looks cool, yeah, yeah. Um, sort of looks a bit dangerous, but it's like more like artistic, like arty, mm -hmm. like maybe more palatable or whatever the word is. And, um, but without all the fucking politics and the, and the annoying, like fine art vibe. 
And I thought that's what I really liked about I put like posters up, do fly posters. And uh, I, I started with like screen printing the posters. And then it's like people just, oh, see the posters, how oh, cool, where can I buy it? Like, oh, yeah, go to Stolen Space or go outside Institute. And that was all like fine. But now I think, not even now, probably since the last 10 years, I don't think it's probably maybe not much different between like a super. Uh, and it, 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 some sort of like uh, high up, like powerful uh, gallerist or collector from street art or from fine art. I think now it's all the same. I won't say like uh, wanky people because there was like super nice art collectors and everything as well. But I think that's it because it got so matured and they caught on. And I think since everybody thought oh, I can make maybe lots of money with Banksy, whatever, then it's like the same clientele, I guess. Yeah. Or the same industry people. And like sometimes when I go also like, I chat to curators or chat to other like um, gallery guys and they doing like street art things but before they curated something in Tate Modern and they're like super deep into like some real art land and it's just not, I won't say it's not fun but it's just not like kind of you just can't go up there and um, you know like just have a normal chat and get like drunk and like how it used to be in Dragon Bar or whatever it was yeah, yeah. so that that vibe I think is just like but that's with everything isn't it when something new comes about we were just lucky to be alive at the time and be maybe in the right right spot and right time to witness yeah but I guess then the the new thing I don't know whatever it is they also have that friendly like um by probably the first couple of years or five years and then it becomes like uh, just like everything else again I guess like more serious mm -hmm. I, I suppose which is not a bad thing it's just like kind of it's just only um, yeah it's all the bits I didn't like so much about the fine art scene it's the same things now I don't like about the it creeps in doesn't it exactly yeah and it exactly. becomes the same sort of uh, market in the same sort of realm doesn't it but you've managed to like kind of stay pretty much um Autonomous, really. Yeah, you? absolutely. You've just That's like, why I'm super proud of this as well. That I'm just like can do my own thing. I'm not really tied to like any sort of like or a gallery or like even any scene. You know, like the the gamey stuff is different from the street art stuff. Different from the illustration stuff. Now the NFT things. That was like the question where I felt like a little bit. Obviously, also you can't compare to anything because it's so different. And especially without all the physical component, because it's a street art, even when it starts with like stickering around like um, some toilets or whatever, and and um, and it's still like a physical thing, and you get your stickers printed or you get your um, whatever like markers to go for tagging, and you, you like you done something sort of like in real world, and like everything with NFTs was like totally opposite. Nobody like um meets anybody so it's all like done like for through like twitter dms or like discord mm. servers and it's like it's a totally different vibe like um, and nothing is like physical it's just only like a jpeg here like, so it's it, in in a way it's like um it's so much like the opposite that it doesn't make like any sense but because it's also so new and the people who like pioneering and the artists in there and stuff probably also not now anymore but um, sort of when I started chatting them, it was the same, like everyone was super helpful, super friendly. It's like, okay, cool, I help you. You can put your art here, and you know, because it's like, hey, um, this is like a good way here. That's why, how I made lots of money. So, like, so I hook you up with those guys, or like, have you tried this and that? And all of this kind of vibe was that reminded me a little bit of the Dragon Bar like times where um, it's just like open. But I guess, I don't know, I'm in, nice. in the moment as well, I'm just too busy to chat to everybody. But I, I presume like um, now that everything crashed and uh, it's also like the, uh, what's it called? Like maybe the innocence it, it gone a little bit or the people who just done really well get so overwhelmed with like uh, DMs and like how you did it or whatever that there's like physicalists can't, reply like but i'm just thinking the same thing if like a guy and uh, like whatever says like nfts like for four four million um like dollars worth of ethereum or whatever it is and then like the same guy like as an artist if you send him an email it's like hey can you help me it's like they would never reply you know but those guys still replying is because they probably like six months ago were also clueless and was just like really successful now and we're just like a little bit yeah cool like um i was like you six months ago and this is how i did it which that, that's the kind of part i like a little bit about the there's also lots of other stuff i don't like with them the whole financial like um 
trading side of things it feels like a little bit like a bank not bankers but trade or day trade are sort of like um weird and then the whole environmental issues was like oh it's always burning these tokens or like doing the whatever electricity takes or this blockchain engine is i'm not like the super expert apparently it's like it's all like super horrible and that's also why I held back like a little bit or try to find like a blockchain where it's more like sustainable. There's me- meant to be like more greener blockchains that do like the, the processing different. But apparently like Bitcoin, Ethereum is just like super evil for the environment. So um, everybody says. I didn't realize So that. yeah, there's like, there's like different layers to, to everything. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of vibes of like some people and... I don't know, just like out of nowhere, discover something and then share a little bit the um, uh, the vibes and help like others. And um, so that's all about community, so then, really. So isn't that's it? Um, yeah, that's um, that, that's that's the nicest bit about it. Really. That's that's the yeah. the main thing where I like it, you know. So mm. yeah, apart from like the art, some of the art stuff is also like horrible, but the people doing it is like super nice and super helpful. Do you know what I mean? So it's like mm. um, it's uh, yeah, I don't know, it's a mixed bag sort of thing yeah <laughs> yeah like i said I don't, know, I don't know much about it but it looks sick like the work looks why is this like it's different it's not like from us so we new, like yeah. um we don't want like a photo of like a banksy we want like the, the banksy on the wall do you know what i mean like yeah. with a receipt from like a gallery or whatever it is so but they don't want this they just only want like a jpeg or like a like a render of something that gives them access to the next drop or that can go into the video game. It's like, it's totally different. Um, is it, it's like a different type of collector, I guess, or t- different type of like, um, what do you say? It's like people who are interested in the, or, or loving the art. It's like, kind of, I mean, there's, there's also like street art collectors who, who like street art, who also like NFTs. But generally speaking, I think this is like a new breed of like, whatever they are like collectors or holders or people who invest into your projects or whatever it's just like kind of um like i guess and that's why it's so new about it because the guys like us is like a bit like why would you want to pay so much for like um for, for, for like a little clip which like you can take a screenshot of um instagram of their feed of the artists themselves and then you put it on your phone and it's like identical it's not, but yeah, that's but a bit that i've never really got yeah but it's can... not about this it's just like about that they have like this they have the original like token of it. Yeah, that's there isn't you know, even like original. They have like like some official like number. I mean, this is like this wallet number. It's like a little bit like your bank account. Okay. They they can prove that that they're the holder of of this item at this moment. Obviously, then when they sell it on, they're not the holder anymore. Then somebody else becomes the holder. But whatever technically how it works, that that um, movie or the 3D file or the JPEG is like whatever who owns it is connected to this bank account and then you have like access to like uh, like whatever if you buy like one from some uh, let's say like it's like some super um, popular thing like one of the JPEG is worth like whatever like 500,000 pounds then uh, once you buy that you then inside the community of the holders there's like whatever like uh, Mike Tyson owns one Snoop Dogg owns one whatever I don't really know if they ever have time to reply but you're in the chat room and you could say hey I'm launching my fashion label is there anybody here from then maybe some guys like yeah cool so I own like some North American like whatever retail thing because I'm like super wealthy and I also bought in this project it's meant to be like a little bit not like a private club or something but it meant to give you like access to like other things beyond which is could be like the same I guess from if the people would be interested in if you buy like a everybody who bought like a Banksy worth more than a million maybe could be in a secret WhatsApp group and help each other whatever but I think the people who buy the physical canvas they don't give a shit it's not, they just want to they go to an auction but they don't want to talk to anybody or they don't want to know they, they don't want to give you your phone number or whatever it is but the NFT is exactly opposite, you know. Once you once you have that, everybody sort of like a little bit brags about it, puts it on their it, Twitter. Hey guys, I'm a hold of this and this and this. And then the people come to you and either love you or hate you for whatever. It's, it's like a different vibe, you know what I mean? But it's not, you can't really think about it as in like um, how we used to yeah. love art or what we get out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit. I was like, oh, what's the utility like? can this character become like a video game and then can I play my own character where nobody else 
has it, only I have it. Like, it's totally different. Do you know what I mean? So, like, um, yeah. I guess. But it's weird that everybody, it's the same, maybe not the same street art tours, but when you hear it, it's like, why would everybody want this? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it's a like, year later or market. 10 years later, it's just like, it's super popular. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Because apparently, this NFT thing also was, it was around for like, I don't know if it's like 10 years, but a guy like five years ago told me about it and I just didn't know what it was and it made absolutely no sense. And I would have never thought like, okay, like people buy like um, like 60 million worth of NFTs on, in, in Sotheby's or like um, or Christie's or, or, or whatever auction it is. And it's, it's mad, isn't it? So, yeah. But you just like, you, you burn and learn. You just never know what's, uh, what's the next. So it's crazy, isn't it? Like, so. It is, but it's really good that you're like staying ahead of the curve and you're like immersing yourself in it. And like, you've just, just, you've just given me more information about NFTs than like I've probably had like ever in that like it's five, not, it's, 10 dude, minutes. It's, 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 like, not, it's, not, it's not difficult. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert either. All Everything I know, no, but you're, I, but I, you're I know, I know less it. than like, um, do you know what I mean? Everybody who knows anything about NFT is like, doesn't know it longer than the latest, the longest guys know it's maybe two years, but now people say like, oh, I'm an expert on everything. They know about it since a year. So what, yeah. what can you know in one year? Like kind of, you can explain this to people in like five minutes, mm. but also now they wanted to make it sound like so complicated and they have all these buzzwords on it and it's like off-putting if you're not into it then and like oh, i have to just get like dictionary out now like oh, what is minting what is rugging what is this what is this and it's like what it's like a little bit early days graffiti as well yeah, when it's yeah. like uh what's like a whole car like t2b was like a burner was like it's a, a bubble style but this kind yeah. of english i was like always like oh just try it in german as well let's try to translate like the english like was, uh, what does it mean you know it's like super mysterious but it sounds really yeah, cool yeah. and then somebody find out about it, or somebody knew somebody in america and it's just like oh like uh like oh yeah letters or the the letters obviously and the, like wild style is you if you just like morph it deform it and put like lots of like arrows on it or whatever it is and that was in, like super cool and they doing a little bit like a similar but obviously there's more people now and there's more like marketing and salesy guys who also make it sound like kind of super like and not unapproachable but it's like a little bit too annoying almost but the, the thing itself is is not that complicated it's not that hard to understand i guess that's obviously super different varieties of it, but the, mm -hmm. the 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 notion of like kind of that you like have this sort of like buy this contract to some other object and the, and, the, and the main thing where everybody's super excited about sort of I guess from from all of the NFT or crypto that is apparently like kind of it can't be broken so it can never be nobody else can ever claim that they have the same thing than you some sort of like bulletproof like type of thing which is also a myth because there's so many fraud things going on even more than in in real life like transaction but in the principle of it meant to be like super pure and um transparent or whatever, whatever like kind of i mean i'm not like the the expert but it's not if everybody people says it's like oh super complicated and like, oh you can do this and that it's not you know no no it's not it's not it's not but I love the fact mm. that you're doing it. I love yeah. the fact that you're like doing all the different um, aspects of your of like the the Ronzo the, world, yeah. which actually that's just a touch the Ronzo on that verse, as well. man. Yeah, the Ronzo verse, man. That's because like yeah. you have like your you have like your your cast of characters, don't you? You have your you have your world of of um, things that you've created that all kind of exist separately, but they're all kind of part of that same little universe. But they're always fun, aren't they? All your characters, they're always like a little bit satirical maybe something like crunchy it has like a bit of a weight a bit of a message behind it but it's done in a way that kind of makes people want to actually engage with it because there's fun and there's humor on it and then everything i mean maybe the birds maybe even them i think someone was telling me around the time they were like a little um reference to the london olympics and stuff like that so there was things about like the olympic games going on as well mm. and just all these things that like people were feeling really frustrated about about at the time but Ronzo came in with like a, a character that kind of took the piss out of it and yeah. made it fun and made it engageable. Is that a word, engageable? Yeah. But yeah. I guess, yeah. I mean, just like... Um, Where does that come from, do you reckon? Very exquisitely said. I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. I mean, I, I think I uh, sort of like feel the same. I mean the, mean the same, but I'm not like the best in articulating the... Um, that's why also sometimes I like more like, oh, let the art speak for itself. I enjoy what I'm doing, but I don't really want to... Like I'm not the best in maybe talking it up as as much or as um, 
is maybe it's um, uh, it's sort of not demanded, but people expect you always have like this massive like kind of like message like with everything. And I, I'm always like liberal. I like um, I enjoy what I'm doing. I want to do more of it and and keep keep adding rather than explaining it and <coughs> constantly in um, like I say like. Uh, um, acoustically or like in words i'm not like really i'm also like dyslexic i was like super problems i was with writing like the um some sort of like little short story about like an exhibition or there's always like some sort of like press release and i was like dreading like anything to do with like i guess like articulating the um the visuals is and i i find it not not so enjoyable but the um yeah but what i try to do is um obviously be like a little bit ironic and a bit like maybe not sarcastic but i have like some sort of like twist of like um i don't know just like a little bit of maybe like some subversive type uh, version of like a simpson character not like too um a disneylandish like everything is friendly and like i like it when there's like some sort of little like a layer of like something maybe dodgy going on mm. or it's like a bit twisted yeah, some like sharp like, teeth or like the kind of Stoke, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, a, it's like, like a cartoon character, but then it turns out oh, it's more like a homeless guy, mm. or you think it's like somebody like a little bit like a Smurf lady, but then it's like a prostitute or whatever. Yeah. It's just like a little bit to have like a bit fun with it and yeah. um, a little bit surprising, a little bit um, also sounds awful, but a little bit provocative. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but I, I always find like um, it's um, it. I I feel like the work like or like everybody can do what they want, but I don't want to do just like purely like um aesthetic like decorative like pieces where people uh, just like um it's too nicey nice so i want to have like a little bit like i don't know i think that's why street art is good or graffiti in general so they have like a little bit some edge to it and have like a little bit something like an edge i guess is the the best way to uh, to say but you, you you know what i mean so yeah, no, like, exactly yeah. What you mean, yeah it has to be like a little bit rough and a little bit scruffy i think and um and a little bit I don't know, maybe not anarchistic, but a little bit breaking some sort of rules in in, in even in a, in a in a littlest way. I think um, yeah, to me it's quite like it's it's the fun part about it, you know. So yeah, I guess mm. should be just should, should be not only like pretty pictures, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah, mm. I feel exactly the same. I think there's a place for that. There's definitely a place in the art world, in the street art world, for like just mind-blowingly talented guys who do like mm. you know aesthetically pleasing stuff. But then when you see like someone like yourself doing doing the works that you do, um, always makes people smile. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it fun, it's fun, it's fun. Yeah, and people always get it as well, I think. I think it's like a, a language that people understand. I'm not like saying it's really, you know, oversimplistic or anything because you put so much work into them. I think it take, probably takes a, a lot of work for it to be um, sim simple and for people to mm. understand it in a way doesn't it for you to actually get that really simplistic language yeah i mean it has like a little bit of the downside on the whole it's getting harder isn't it like it's, this getting harder. Goes, yeah. it's getting like warm we're as well like now we're talking about we're talking about the, <laughs> the, the, the cast the, the cast the yeah. concrete material is setting and hopefully soon after the conversation when we turn up but you can feel like now it's like still like but we, if we would take it out now it would break that's why hopefully we can just keep talking it's dry or maybe you have to come back tomorrow morning or something else yeah, man. to get it you know, or I drop it off or whatever so. but um, yeah, yeah exactly that, that's also how I feel they, they sort of like I feel like a little bit um, not like the downside and all the cartoony stuff but what I um, also like <laughs> don't like that much or so with lots of people that like when i bought something it's like yeah cool i bought it with my son together and they love it and then i thought maybe his son is like 18 or whatever but then this is like they're like 12 and they have it next to their like bart simpson yeah, character yeah. whatever this is like <laughs> that would be like a good way to have some because i like the cartoony sort of like a mm. character sort of like vibes but if you, if you can make some sort of like adulty sort of like um doesn't mean to be too serious but like something that it's not like people buy it and put it in a kid's room they can also still do that but if it's not like non-exclusively but that, that's why i'm sort of a little bit envy maybe of like more the uh, realistic sort of like painters and um, and more like serious like subjects it seems to be like maybe like some people say oh like you gotta you gotta you got make like something a little bit more serious because um whatever you want like you, you, you can't just have like kids to 
collect your work, whatever it is, which I don't think I have, but also it, I'm struggling with like making it. Sometimes I try to make something serious, but it's like, it still comes out like ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, that's a little bit like maybe the the downside on the whole cartoony take on that um, that it can be a little bit kiddish, yeah. sort of like a time where you don't want it to be. But there's other good examples like I think maybe like Course <laughs> is like a cartoon dude, but he is like in some super like high end um, sort of like art world accepted, yeah. and it still has like a cartoony vibe. So it's like uh, more Kami as well or Jeff Koons. So like you can do like. I think be be accepted like in any sort of like level, but still in a cartoonistic sort of like language of the art of the aesthetics, possibly, ho- hopefully, you know. So that's um, yeah. I think there's always good. Th- there's, there's ways, isn't it? Like, yeah. Yeah, and there's always yeah. going to be a place for it. Talking about kids, um, how old are your kids now? And I got two super amazing kids, an amazing wife who um, helps so much with all their upbringing and without. And the missus, I wouldn't obviously be here. I wouldn't do like anything because um, you'd really need, um, yeah, like a good like partner, sort of like the uh, to support and and whatever you do. So that's amazing. And they're like twins, and they both eight years. And um, yeah, I'm just getting ready for a summer holiday now. So super exciting. And next week is last week of school, and then whatever we're gonna do like um camping and um they go to some basketball like um camps and um yeah cool man let's try to spend as much time that's another thing as well like the it's just the time you know like because we want to make time for your family and 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 spend time with the kids and they're like super creative and super inspiring like every time when they do like some drawings or we make like little sketchbooks and the stuff that they come out with, they're also like, whatever they see you doing, they're just like, oh, cool. Like, oh, you make the birds. Like, let's make some sort of like, we want to make like some sculptures type thing out of like, um, what's it called? Like, uh, do you use um, silk, the silk clay stuff? Yeah, they have like the clay stuff, but also, um, what's the, what's the one called with the um, paper mache, yeah, like yeah. kind of to make something out of wire and then like, um, and, and then they plaster it. And also thing, and then when they see like uh, the NFT stuff, they say, oh, daddy, you have like a great idea for NFTs. And they show me all their sketchbooks with like, or like some strange like fruits with like weird characters out of like eat, eat like anything eatable. Like uh, one is like an egg and one is like a pancake and one is like an ice cream. And I was like, ah, oh, that's amazing. You know, if, if I make those now, like we'd be rich, you know? So it's like, <laughs> uh, it's just a time like getting everything done, but it's like, yeah, the kid's amazing. And yeah. it's, um, it's like super fun. But you just don't want to like be in the studio every night, like till like uh, eleven or whatever, to finish some stuff of or work to some ridiculous deadlines or whatever. Mm. You just want to chill a little bit more and, and enjoy your enjoy your time with the with the family. It's like super important, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. But the fact that they're already creating in there, yeah, they're, they're mad, making man, stuff. That's, that's, crazy, that's amazing, right? yeah. isn't it? They're so I mean, that's like the real artists, isn't it? Like kids, they're like the the, the I think it's just the most creative. Definitely. Like a, a, like a, a state of like mind or whatever yeah. it can be because they never do think about anything or they just like always come out with ideas. There's no holding back. That's so it. I was just like expressing themselves as there's it no is. There's no filter. And, there's, there's yeah, no, it's amazing. Like, there's no fear of like I'm gonna do this and it's gonna be critiqued or it's gonna be wrong or it's gonna yeah, be absolutely. just like draw a picture and it just comes out and it's just so sick to see that. Yeah, isn't it? super raw, isn't it? Like I think that's the. Um, you know, like kids the best. You know, like if he um, if he can have any or like. I'd love to have like um, so so much so many more. At the moment, I just only managed to like raise two, or um, I mean, most of the time, also I'm working far too much. It's more like my missus, to be honest. Like um, that's all the heavy lifting, and I thank you so much <laughs> for for doing everything. It's, um, it's brilliant and doing so much. But um, yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I couldn't imagine like kind of um, being without them or. What in an ideal world, I probably have like 10 kids like doing stuff. It's like, um, there's so much fun, you know. Little so, army yeah. of Ronzoids, <laughs> little Ronzoids, you know, little Ronzoids. Mm. That'd be cool, yeah, man. Anything else? What's uh, what's going on in the future? What, what um, you got next? Yeah, sort of thing to plug. I don't really like have that much, um, sort of like coming up. Um, I have like um, NFTs for sales. Obviously, if you go to foundation forward slash or foundation app forward slash Ronzo, or if you just go to ronzo.co.uk, there's a link on it. Yeah, we'll there's put like, a link in like the podcast episode. Super cool. There's like, um, there's like a series called like Concrete Norms. 
where you where it's like a little bit my street gnomes but um like a concrete nft digital version of it so you can buy those then it's like a new project launching or also an nft character project where the design for is called the niftos.com the niftos.com mm -hmm. also like Nif the niftos um on twitter you can follow that And um, yeah, then hopefully like uh, some new bits, like surprises for the summer. Don't want to um, give too much away, but like there's always like stuff in the pipeline. So hopefully should be a good year, you know? Yeah, should amazing, man. Another, another good year. Yeah, man. Wicked. Well, Ronza, it's been absolutely amazing having you on, man. Um, and thanks for, yeah, thanks for everything you've um, given us over the years. It's been um It's been a real pleasure. No, pleasure. And thank you so much as well for my turn of London, all the support. And you guys have been like uh, super helpful and super great. And um, the Amman, it's like, it's, uh, it's been great, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks thank a million, man. Thanks so much to Ronzo for letting us into his world for a little bit and for making the skate a Sora sculpture that will take pride of place at our studio. We'll post some images of it on our Instagram at AlternativeLDM and you can also find Ronzo's page on the show notes. So go check out what he's up to there. Don't forget to leave five stars wherever you're listening and subscribe to get new episodes every fortnight. Thanks again for listening. It means a lot. This has been the Alternative London Podcast with Gary Means, edited by Stu Ballingall. We'll see you next time.